to another episode of the Leadership Insider Podcast. This is Scott Pierce, again with the American College of Radiology. Today I am here with Jeff Rubin, Professor of Radiology at Duke University, and Geraldine McGinty, Breast Imager and Chief Strategy Officer at Wild Cornell Medicine. And today we're talking about the first leadership position that a radiologist enters. And as radiologists are entering their first substantial leadership role, whether in a practice or a department, they're now finding themselves required to engage and be effective, not only within their individual practice or department, but within the entire system. New leaders are attending meetings there that are now regular commitments, and they need to get up to speed really quick. And new leaders need to orient themselves on what they might encounter at these meetings and be able to effectively represent their department and to influence positive change on behalf of the department and the system itself. So with that introduction, uh, uh, Drs. Rubin and Dr. McGinty, for new leaders, as they're now expected to be in the hospital boardroom, and what are some of the key things that new leaders need to know about the organizational structure within larger health core, organi- health core organizations and how radiology fits into the larger hospital operations? Thank you very much, Scott. Well, um, I think it's always good to do your research. Uh, look at the table of organization for, the, uh, for your institution. Understand where physicians fit in, specifically where they fit in in leadership. If you're not from, if your organization has a service line structure and you aren't familiar with that, spend some time understanding the responsibilities and the relationships there. Um, I would also figure out who people are that you're going to be dealing with. Research their bios, understand what their backgrounds are, understand where you may have some things in common. Those are the kinds of things that can help speed those relationships along. You know, Scott, when you first come into these meetings, uh, there's a tremendous opportunity to just observe how people are. And uh, it's really interesting. You can glean a certain amount from somebody's bio or their CV, but at the end of the day, it's how people interact in these meetings that can really help you understand uh, the relationships and uh, the interpersonal and interdepartmental issues that might exist. I think that sometimes there's a temptation when a new leader enters into a forum to want to establish themselves and to uh, let people know about their thoughts and their ideas. And uh, I guess one bit of advice that I would have is that sometimes it's best to just uh, hang back and be quiet and listen because uh, there is a lot of complexity in some of these uh, relationships and you can learn a lot just by listening. Yeah. It seems a little bit kind of like it's a first interview going going in for a job. Do your homework, find out about the people so that you have relevant things to talk about, and listening, active listening is very much a skill that's beneficial, especially for new leaders. Yeah, the other thing is, is invariably the topics to be discussed will be peripherally familiar to you at best. And uh, oftentimes you will be first introduced to these topics at the meeting. And so there's a lot to learn as well. And uh, just soaking in all that information. And uh, sometimes uh, it is best if you feel that there is an important contribution to be made, but you're not exactly sure how to do it, to uh, wait until after the meeting and then engage uh, the right people as you uh, gradually build your credibility and uh, your own relationships with the team. I think sometimes, the, as you pointed out, Jeff, uh, what happens at the meeting is really only the tip of the iceberg. What's really important happens around before and after. Yeah. Uh, and one of the, the topics I think that comes up where uh, a lot of new leaders might have some trepidation or one of the items where they may not know a lot is finances. Um, 
so in that regard, what can new leaders expect in terms of what kind of financial knowledge will they need to have? Or maybe a better way to put this is what are the hospital executives going to expect the new leaders to, to know or basically the common you know, parlance of the day of what they're going to need to know and understand? Well, I would say uh, the good and bad news for physicians is the hospital administrators don't expect much at all. <laughs> and so if you show up armed with a pretty good knowledge base, you can really blow some people away and you can make some very important contributions. I would never assume that just because somebody has the letters MBA after their name or an administrative title that they necessarily um, are really digging into the finances and viewing uh, them from uh, the perspective that is going to always be best for the system or for the patients or for the department. So my best advice is to uh, try to be as familiar as you can be with basic financial statements and ideally get a hold of those statements in advance of the meeting so that you have a chance to look through them and develop some questions instead of trying to analyze them in real time while the discussion is going on. My experience has been that the financial professionals in the organization are actually delighted to sit with you and help you understand how they develop those kinds of numbers. And I think I agree with Jeff that you will be looking at those with an entirely different lens and, that, and one that is extremely valuable. But to take the time and understand how they develop and where the data comes from, I think is very helpful. That's a great point. One of the better pieces of advice I've gotten professionally is try to find a mentor outside of your area of expertise within your organization to truly understand uh, what they're thinking about, how they're approaching it, et cetera, so that you can help out, align, support, et cetera. So. Another bit of advice I would offer is, is that sometimes uh, you look at the financial statements or hear their interpretation and an initial response is, what? Are they nuts or what are they thinking? Um, and uh, there's a tendency for folks to uh, look at some agenda being carried out that's not necessarily friendly to radiology or to the physicians. But what's important to recognize is, is that uh, there often isn't necessarily an agenda like that. It's just a, a misunderstanding or an opportunity to educate and to inform uh, finance people who maybe made assumptions that weren't based on complete information. Great. There's one thing that I think it might not necessarily be too apparent or very much considered um, when new leaders are coming into their roles, and that is the cultural shift that happens. Uh, for example, you might be in charge of people that you were just equals or colleagues with the, the day before, and it presents some potential real problems because there can be resentments, et cetera, people not willing to follow, people not even willing to lead in certain instances. So what are some of the things that new leaders can do to help kill those problems so that they are ready to lead more effectively? I think going back to what uh, Jeff said about going into your first leadership meetings, uh, it's listening, but it's listening in a very fair and diverse way, actively seeking out part points of view that perhaps you might not have received in your, uh, in your former position, um, being very authentic and clear about what your vision is and what your aspirations are for whatever department or division you're leading. You know, there are a spectrum of leadership roles that one can find themselves engaged in, and some of those might have uh, more uh, reporting relationships with uh, junior people or uh, people who 
uh, are reporting up to the new leader. Uh, but many positions within the health system actually are more of a lateral leadership role where uh, the real value is in learning how to uh, engage people at a similar level in other departments, in other parts of the hospital, and to uh, both understand their priorities, uh, their pain points, and to help them understand yours and to learn how to collaborate collectively. I think that uh, in a matrixed, a highly matrixed health system, there's a lot more of that lateral leadership functioning than there necessarily is of the traditional hierarchical line reporting unless you're taking on a role as a chair um, or division chief. Uh, and in a division where the faculty are essentially reporting directly up through that division chief. Uh, in that circumstance, you're right, it's a different relationship, but I think the first and critical relationship for people uh, to get under their belts and be confident about is the lateral type of leadership. Okay, so new leadership is not just new for the actual leader themselves, but for the others surrounding them as well. Uh, so, and on top of all of that, with the, the cultural and relationship aspect of it, uh, there's the hospital, op hospital operation machine that continues to run, and the new radiologist leader is expected to jump in and help move that along more efficiently, or at the very least, as efficiently as before. Uh, so this all requires new skill sets, working with colleagues who are not radiologists, not even physicians in some cases, and deals with issues such as business planning, forecasting, conflict management, uh, legal issues. So what is your final parting advice you'd have for these leaders when faced with this sort of maelstrom of expectations, now time away from the reading room, from what they know and what they're comfortable with, and new things that they need to learn? Well, I would say uh, the biggest uh, piece of advice I could give in all of this is uh, try to maintain balance as best as possible uh, in your uh, professional and personal life. Because um, when one takes on a major leadership role, it's very easy for it to completely overwhelm. Uh, you'll uh, come home uh, later in the evening, uh, maybe spend an hour with family and then be on email into the wee hours of the morning and then up for early meetings. I, I think that uh, you know, one of the things to try to uh, recognize is, is you can't do everything all at once. That's probably the biggest piece of advice that I would give. And so uh, try to be measured, prioritize, and understand what things need to be addressed urgently and what things can be allowed to run their course over time. That's great advice. Um, I'm better at giving the advice on this than taking my own advice, but I would say that the first thing is to remember that the people who put you in this position had confidence that you could do it, so don't be floored by this kind of imposter syndrome. Um, I think uh, building your network, and this is some advice that I tend to give to the residents and the young physicians, that you know, making sure you have an extensive network both in your profession but also in your institution, and to your point, um, Scott, having mentors who are across the institution who can support you. Um, certainly, to Jeff's point, um, carving out time for yourself. I love this concept of the Schultz Hour. Uh, secret uh, former Secretary of State George Schultz, who always carved out an hour to think. Um, that's really important time, I think. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, just uh, balance. <laughs> yeah, okay. Still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, thank you both very much for joining us, and uh, we appreciate your time, and all, all the best. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Our pleasure.